Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. On today's show. We get you caught up on the latest injury news for your Charlotte Hornets. We'll talk about what the NBA officials will be focusing on out of the gate. And should the Hornets put in a waiver claim on R.J. Hunter? We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the Hardcore Fan. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek, the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code LOHORNETS, that's L-O-HORNETS, to get $20 off your first purchase. We are coming to you from the Gitterber.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. It's officially here, Doug. It's basketball day. It's basketball season. It happens tonight. We get some, we finally get some regular season action. A couple of games tipping off for the NBA. Of course, the Hornets tip things off tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m. in Milwaukee. Uh, but until then, we also have something else tipping off, and that's Locked on Hornets Live, premiering tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash at the hive or youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets make sure to bookmark those locations and check us out live tonight at six o'clock p.m with uh, special guest rick bonnell from the charlotte observer yeah. david making his first appearance on the show so we are excited about that we will also be comparing our favorite hollywood hollywood halloween candies to our favorite Hornets players. So that should be mm-hmm. fun as well. So we'll have some fun. We'll talk some Hornets. We'll preview this Bucks game coming up tonight. Uh, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Panthers fans, head over to iTunes after the show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. NBA fans, you can check out Locked On NBA with host David Locke. Listen, if you're a sports fan, there's a podcast for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. So check it out on Audio Boom or iTunes. Just search Locked On. Okay, the lead topic today, the Hornets were back at practice yesterday and the team got some good news on the injury front. Frank Kaminsky was out of his walking boot and on the way to recovery from a strained right foot injury. No change in his uh, designation for Wednesday night. Still questionable, uh, but we should get an update on that today. And Cody Zeller was able to practice fully. He said the past two days are the best his knee has felt all preseason. Zeller hasn't been able to play at all this preseason. We thought there would be a a battle, David, for the starting center spot to start the season. But that nagging bone bruise injury has had Cody Zeller in and out of practice. And the winner by default, really, at least for now, has been Roy Hibbert. Now, Zeller is working his way back into game shape. But it's not the up and down, getting your wind kind of stuff 
he's working back into. Fortunately, I've always been able to run pretty well, so it's more of the uh, more of the pounding in the post and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, but I felt fairly good the past couple of days. And you know, he is transitioning to the center role. He put on some weight in the off season and was getting ready to really uh, bang inside in a way that he hasn't in years previous. And so, you know, having to get his body uh, re-ready for that uh, could be a challenge in these opening games. Uh, So, you know, we probably won't see him except for maybe start, you know, spot minutes here and there for the first couple of games, I would imagine, David. Yeah, that's probably a good guess, Doug. I mean, it's pretty interesting to see this play out like this. I mean, you mentioned it's kind of by default, but I wish we would have gotten a full preseason to kind of see the different looks. I mean, as the season goes on, we'll see that. But especially anyone important, any of these key players, and Cody Zeller is certainly that, one of those guys for this team. You don't want them to start, you know, injured or behind the A ball or, or, or behind the, you know, behind. <laughs> you don't want to start behind. Behind, behind any so, ball, even. Behind any Seven ball, yeah, no ball, one ball. No, 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 exactly. So <laughs> hopefully they, they, are, they are approaching this. I think they are. I mean, they just want to get him right. And, and I think you, you said that they'll probably – you know, limit his minutes, I guess, until he's 100% or just keep an eye on him, and that's the right thing. Uh, so we sure hope that he can get right, though. Uh, yeah, and David, how important do you think that Zeller will be to this team's ultimate success, whether he starts or plays off the bench? How important is he to this team? I think he's pretty important, Doug. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if he is a – I still don't know if he's a starting center, and that may be – heresy on this podcast Doug and you guys know that we're we're fans of Cody Zeller but I I, I just I don't know if that's his ultimate role um if that's where he's going to be best used I, I would love to see him come off the bench as a high energy guy who can really run the floor and get up and down and but he's going to be important on this team because we've mentioned you know there are some depth issues but at, at his best last year when this team was playing his best it was a lot of times when Cody was doing well uh also so I think he's just as important to this team as he ever was, even though he's going to pop up in every trade rumor. Yeah, and the other, well, the other layer other than trade rumors is the fact that his extension talks are coming up, and so the Hornets have to make a decision about whether or not uh, to extend Zeller. Uh, that deadline fast approaching. We'll talk about that as it as it nears. Uh, but as we wrap the preseason and head towards Wednesday night's opener, head coach Steve Clifford at practice yesterday said. He wasn't looking for excuses, but there are some things about this team that he's not quite certain about. Do I know how good we can be yet? We haven't had our team together yet, you know, and so it could take a little while. Um, I think that uh, early in the year, our defense is going to be critical, and yet I think we can be get to be as good an offensive team as we were last year by the end. So... Okay, okay. Well, and so at the end of the day, when when you're a team that does not have one or more superstar talents on it. You really do, you can't underestimate the fact that you do need your entire team healthy uh, because it's going to be a series of pieces that come together, you know, the, the, the sum of the parts kind of thing, as opposed to one or two guys that can carry you through uh, maybe some injuries to role players or different things. So I think that's what he's saying there is that he doesn't really know, like there's a, we always talk about identity, I don't know if this team necessarily has any idea about it, what its identity is going to be other than the things that we already know that Steve Clifford preaches, low turnovers, uh, transition defense, uh, strong rebounding, those kind of central foundational things. But 
don't we don't know if this is going to be the same high octane offense three point shooting kind of thing that we saw last year or what it will necessarily be yet because they have not had a lot of time with their key pieces all together and all healthy. So he seems more optimistic, David, about the ceiling for this team, though, offensively. More optimistic than I think he was before the preseason started. But I don't know if you could categorize what he said as really encouraging. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing. He sounds a lot more optimistic. And so he's gotten to see a lot more of the team, right? So, I mean, maybe he's seen some things that he'd like. And certainly over the last four games, let's call it maybe three and a half. The ball movement in particular has been better. And so the scoring has gotten um, a little better and the offenses look better. So, I mean, that's good that he is, is feeling more confident about that because he certainly wasn't uh, at the very beginning of camp. And just not knowing how guys are going to fit in together, new guys, you know, lost Lynn and Jefferson. So a lot of stuff to figure out, but it's encouraging that he thinks they can get there. I mean, the, the unfortunate part is, they don't have them. I mean, all these guys aren't there. And this was the case uh, two years ago, I believe it was, when guys like Gerald Henderson started camp and started the season, uh, banged up a little bit, and they just the whole team could never get right. Hopefully, uh, that's not the case this year because as long as you've got Kimba and you've got Batum and you've got MKG and other guys healthy right now, hopefully they can uh, carry the load until those other guys get back. I think I think that what you're saying, I want to just sort of boil down what you're saying into one neat uh, phrase. And I think what you're trying to say is the Hornets are looking good. It's pretty exactly. much exactly. That's right. All right, David. This is the year of our Lord, 2016. It's almost 2017. Some things should not be difficult anymore. Buying tickets to your favorite sporting event. Yeah, that's one of them. That's why I use SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close and in person this season. Because let's face it, there's nothing like being in the arena in Spectrum Center for the biggest dunks, dishes, and Kemba step-back swishes. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. It's easier than ever with this free SeatGeek app. I have it on my phone. It's the, the only one I use because... It tells me where the underpriced seats are. The deals, David, they call out to you. They say, buy me, buy me with the SeatGeek app. Best of all, our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS, that's L-O-HORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. All right, a couple of quick nuggets from around the league for you, David. We know that the Hornets are really good at protecting the ball on offense, limiting turnovers. That is central to this team's uh, identity. Something that Clifford preaches constantly and demands of uh, whoever uh, handles the ball for this team. Well, the Hornets, I, I learned yesterday, have led the league in fewest turnovers in each of the past three seasons, a.k.a. every season that Clifford has been at the helm. And part of that is having good decision makers, obviously, but his message got across at the beginning, and now there is an established culture in Charlotte of, you know, they don't turn the ball over. It's just not something they do. I thought that was an interesting, an interesting piece. Yeah, and can you imagine... You know, getting one more of these guys who is is either a superstar or right on the cusp. You know, if he if you could just add a few more pieces to what Clifford has to work with, I mean, that's that's the intriguing thing, right? Because he does so many good things. 
And if you can limit the mistakes, which is what he tries to do um, with the, with the group like he's had, uh, especially what he started off with, I mean, geez, that's why he's getting some of the praise finally, Doug, I think from around the league and outside of people that just watch basketball every night, I think he's starting to get some of that recognition as a good coach, as a great coach. Well, it's something I think that people don't understand is that Clifford is really a, a an NBA realist. Like he's been mm-hmm. on several teams as an assistant coach that had superstar talent. He knows Kobe, Kobe Dwight Howard, Dwight. twice, um, Tracy McGrady. He knows what mm-hmm. those kind of pieces do for an NBA basketball team and how it separates you from the pack. So I, I think part of his journey here in Charlotte has been to say, look, I'm going to lay the foundation. I'm going to lay the groundwork of what makes an NBA team successful, what makes an NBA team win. But ultimately, it's really on the general manager and the ownership to go and find those magic pieces, whether it be in the draft, free agency, or through trade, that can really separate Charlotte from the rest of the Eastern Conference and and get them in the conversation with the Cleveland. And I think Nick Batum was like part one of that. So we really are, hopefully, I think as, uh, from the fans' perspective, hopefully, you know that they are on step one of this journey and they will continue to bring in that talent. All right, uh, another nugget here. Hat tip and a how do you do to former Hornet Jeremy Lin, who is averaging 17.2 points in 23 minutes and shot 61.9% from the field in the preseason. Did have that weird layup, though, <laughs> the, the, the low light where the, <laughs> he like goes to finger roll it in and it, and it airballed the layup. Yeah. Can't win them all, David, but he has been impressive. Uh, you know, left to left to go to Brooklyn to essentially because they were offering him a starting position, and so far he is making the most of it. So it's good to see uh, him uh, realize mm-hmm. uh, that potential. So here's one more nugget for you. Finally, the NBA officials have officially released their points of emphasis, which they now call their points of education. Let me educate uh, you on what they will be please. this season. First of all, freedom of movement away from the ball. So probably a lot, uh, a lot more illegal screens. We've already seen this being called in the preseason. Unnatural acts, aka kicks and/or punches to the groin, things that are not flailing, things that are not very basketballian, uh, aka a la uh, Draymond Green. The Draymond, Draymond Green rule. Yeah, and uh, defensive three seconds also a big focus. So really wanting to get guys out of the paint, or or at least have guys you know anchoring themselves in the paint and disrupting, uh, really causing extra contact in the lane and and disrupting the flow of offense. So freedom of movement and the defensive three seconds. I think again trying to open up the game, speed the game up, uh, and bring some of the flow back to basketball. Basketball started as a game that was really up, down, up, down, up, down, and, and less stoppages, and just as players, as the game uh, sort of got micromanaged and it became more complex and players got bigger and stronger and faster, the game actually slowed down, I think, a little bit. So you can see the yep. NBA trying to trying to open things up and make it you know, the beautiful game again. So I think those are all, those are all good things. Okay, te- yeah. yeah, teams are making uh, their final decisions on their roster. Everyone trying to get down to that magic number 15. That means players are hitting the waiver wires left and right. Some players are catching the interest of Hornets fans on social media. Two of those players, RJ Hunter, waved by Boston, and Archie Goodwin, waved by the Suns. 
The Hornets are over the cap, David, so normally they would not be able to make a waiver claim, but they do have a $1.6 million trade exception from the Troy Daniels deal, meaning they can make a waiver claim for a player who's guaranteed $1.6 million or less. R.J. Hunter falls under that category. Archie Goodwin, unfortunately, does not. And it looks like Archie Goodwin will have plenty of interest on the wire because it was a little bit surprising his his impact was was felt in Phoenix. Uh, he, he averaged, I think, eight points a game. I mean, he was a factor for that Phoenix team, a rotational player for them. So it was a little bit of a surprise that he gets let go. Uh, I think he'll end up getting claimed off of waivers. R.J. Hunter, maybe not. But if the Hornets wanted to put that claim in, they could. Uh, drafted mm-hmm. late in the 2015 draft by the Celtics. What do you think of R.J. Hunter, David? Well, he had a shooter's reputation coming out of college, but it hasn't really lived up to that in the NBA. Only shot about 30% from three last year, uh, under 30% from three in this preseason. He's getting down into the Lance Stevenson area, so that's never good. Mm. But but I'll tell you why they need to place a claim on this and try and get him on the roster. Okay. The 2015 draft, you may remember, I don't know, <laughs> we talked about it once or twice. No, tell me what was, happened was the setting for the Godfather deal from the Boston Celtics, which may or may not have included some of these picks, but I'm going to say that, yes, R.J. Hunter was a result of, of the Celtics keeping some of these picks, that pick the Hornets maybe could have had. So my, my thing is they need to acquire any of these players. Anytime they fall off, anytime any uh, extractions come out of this Godfather deal, they need to scoop them up. Just, just on the chance just, that one of them hits – and then you mm-hmm. get you you you're advocating a waiver wire pickup for spite. Yeah, exactly. And and I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has nothing to do with basketball. Has nothing to do no. with skill or need or fit. It's just all about sticking it to Danny Ainge. And yeah, I don't know how much that I don't know how, that, how much of that would hurt him. <laughs> I I just think it would be it would be funny if eventually you know the Hornets were able to acquire I don't know maybe like seventy five percent of the pieces that were in that deal. They could. That's the thing. Yeah, that is that is a real possibility for them because those picks that were you know so valuable are mm-hmm. now floating around and available for acquisition. Here's what Locked On Celtics host Jay King wrote about this, uh, or wrote about Jay Hunter on MassLive.com. Quote, though he has showed nice court vision and limitless range, the one-time NCAA tournament hero has not consistently knocked down shots at the professional level. His long arms occasionally allow him to disrupt an opponent's plans, but he's not strong enough yet for some of the rigors of playing NBA wings. So is that, you know, in my mind, is that worth a $1.3 million trade exception that you could use later on if you did need to make a trade and make the salaries work? I don't personally think so. Because here's the thing. We know that Steve Clifford is very veteran-focused. I I just don't know how much priority he's placing in terms of playing time or role or or fit or future in, in either Aaron Harrison or... Uh, Travion Graham. I, I think he likes and respects both players, but you know th- they didn't trade their draft pick for Marco Bellinelli for for no reason. I mean, they want veterans mm-hmm. who can contribute immediately, and they want veterans that can contribute uh, consistently. They want to know what they're getting, 
and you don't know what you're going to get with RJ Hunter. I just think, and from a general management perspective, you know, Aaron Harrison is locked into a vet minimum deal and, and Travion Graham will be the same thing. So why, I just don't, it's like cost benefit. I don't know why you would uh, trade out, basically double your money on a player in RJ Hunter that could pan out, could not pan out. Same thing with Aaron Harrison. Same thing with Travion Graham. I just don't know what you're really, I don't know what benefit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you're banking on, I guess, the fact that he needs maybe a little more time to mature in the league. I mean, the one thing he's got going for him and that Clifford does seem to like is he's a little older. I, I, I don't know if he was a senior when he came out. I want to say he was, but I think he's, he's uh, I don't know, 23, 22, 23, somewhere around there. So, I mean, he's got some a lot of playing experience in college. Didn't get a great look in Boston, but I think you're right. I mean, that description sounds like a guy they already have on the roster who they're trying to figure out what to do with uh, in Jeremy Lamb, who is obviously going to have a major step up or um, a major um, leg up if you're talking about him versus R.J. Hunter. So, I mean, yeah, it would, it doesn't, it's not a great fit, especially considering the fact that he's not really been the sharpshooter he was in college, right? I mean, if he was, A, he might not be on the Celtics. Uh, and B, then that might cause the Hornets to give him a look. But uh, it would be a little surprising, I think, with all the guys that you mentioned that they've already kept. Yeah, R.J. Hunter, 23 years old, born in 1993, when mm. the the L.J. Muggsy oh Hornets were, were getting uh, put together. That's when he was born. Children are a future. All right, that's all the time. If it, if I'm singing, that means wow. we're done. That means time is up. It's over. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. A reminder, we are live tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. with more Hornets analysis and special guest Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer joins us live. Uh, again, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets or on the At The Hive Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast and we use it for giveaways. So, you know, go ahead and get signed up and you're, you're automatically qualified for future Hornets giveaways. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again uh, tomorrow with more Hornets analysis. And we're of course back again tonight, live six o'clock PM for David. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV and I'm blaming on